0: hello and welcome to our monday chatter check-in i'm
1: paige i'm anna we had a super exciting weekend because although we've had friends over at our apartment for dinner before we've never actually cooked for them we've been very big on the takeout but we had a little italian meal with some of our friends we all made our own pizza and then anna made gigi hadid's pasta recipe
0: yeah it was super wholesome I think we all had a good time and I'm so glad we got to do this surprisingly we only went to one restaurant this week and it was for a friend's birthday dinner because I think we're kind of over eating outside in the cold and also it snowed in New York again this weekend so the outdoor dining conditions have just really deteriorated and I just don't think we're
1: going to go out again until indoor reopens but thankfully that's next week. I think that the novelty of eating outdoors has worn off and the snow has been been so bad and indoor dining is like so close that we're just going to wait it out for a little bit longer. I agree. Should we talk about art now? (laughs) Yes, this weekend we went to Fotografiska, which is the largest photography museum in the world. It's originally from Stockholm, Sweden, but they have branches in New York, Berlin, and Tallinn. Since their opening in 2010, they've shown more than 200 exhibitions from the world's most famous photographers to over 3.5 million guests, which is not that hard to believe because it was actually so crowded when we went.
0: Oh yeah, it was very, very crowded. I had gone once before and the other time I went was like kind of empty. And I was telling Paige, the spaces are kind of narrow. And I just thought it was m- more pleasant like the first time I went that there were not that many people there. I mean, it was still COVID safe, but yeah. it was just more crowded overall but their goal is to showcase greatest photographers whether they're they're just emerging artists or already famous internationally and unlike traditional museums it is not their role to display its own collection but rather the exhibitions are developed directly with artists and states and collections of galleries and museums and they are curated around a central theme
1: so even though there are shows by different artists they all share something in common through this theme yeah I thought that the actual space was really beautiful. You take an elevator all the way to the top floor and then work your way down to see the exhibits and the building is a Renaissance Revival-style landmarked former church, so It's actually art in its own right. And when you go all the way to the top floor, you really get the sense that you are like on the top of a church.
0: Yeah, it was very cool. The top floor is like all wood and like you can see all of the ventilation. Like what is it? Tubes? I don't know. (laughs) But it was very cool. And we saw five different shows. And the one on the top floor was just award-winning photographs of 2020. And although they were really amazing photographs, obviously, they were very like COVID focused. And a lot of them were like mass graves Or there was one of like a Brazilian woman from the Amazon that because that was my favorite one. Yes, because they were so far removed in the like Amazon, they didn't have access to any face masks. So she was like kind of learning how to put the face mask on because I guess like people who were doing like mine work and stuff like that
1: brought covid to them in like remote places Miners brought covid and they had never seen a mask before so Mm -hmm. what's become such a familiar object to all of us us, is like a foreign concept to them so it was crazy to see yeah it was
0: an incredible photograph but i think all of the shows in general right now are pretty hard to digest so i don't recommend going if you're looking for something lighthearted to do um you really have to like focus and read and not only while you're there but after you leave just like kind of like process everything that you saw and i do think everyone should go because each show touches on important social
1: issues right now so there were like shows about death penalty and like racism i agree Mm -hmm. it's important but definitely something you want to be prepared to see Mm -hmm. the second show we saw was by martin schooler and is titled death row exonerees This exhibition consists of 10 moving digital portraits of individuals who share their story of how they were convicted and sentenced to death row for crimes they did not commit. So it's a moving video Mm -hmm. of each person and then played over it is them talking about their individual story.
0: Yeah, and the videos are so sharp. Like, you can see every pore and, like... Every hair, Mm -hmm. like,
1: everything. I wouldn't want a camera (laughs) close to my face. Yeah,
0: so... Solar collaborated with Witness to Innocence, a nonprofit led by exonerated death row survivors who work to abolish, abolish the death penalty in the United States. This show actually reminded me of a show we saw at the parish museum in the Hamptons over the summer of the last meal people on death row had before their execution because even though it was like a different like thing like these people were thankfully exonerated because they did not commit the crimes but it's just like the same issue in general and they both were equally as
1: shocking right that show which I feel like we've talked about so much was mm-hmm. by artist Jackie Black it was really shocking to see because the caption for each photograph of the meal was the last words each person said and I think I think that kind of mirrors the exhibit we saw at Photographiska because mm-hmm. the story was played over the image. It wasn't a video of the people speaking.
0: No, no, no. The video just like shows them like straight face, like just for I don't know how long, like maybe a minute and just like their facial expressions for that minute. But the the um, like audio of them telling their stories is like separate so it doesn't like match the mouth
1: <laughs> it's great that so many artists are bringing attention to this very important issue and although it is hard to see this type of content at museums it's so important to have necessary conversation surrounding these issues yeah i agree
0: they had the show had like a box on the floor that shows the size of a cell when you're in death row and when you're on the like box it just like feels i don't know it's like a very like chilling feeling it's
1: hard to even imagine that, like because it's open Mm -hmm. air it's just a box on the floor if there had been walls yes exactly and
0: then just like each of their stories is so sad one person we were reading about was on death row for i think 17 years or something crazy like that and then he only got a hundred dollars of compensation but like from the state of florida for being on death row like which is obviously not enough no like a hundred i don't even know it's just like crazy but yes Should we move on to the third show we saw?
1: Yes. On the third floor, there are two exhibitions, one by Naima Green titled Brief and Drenching and one by Sarah Cooper and Nina Gorfer titled Between These Folded Walls Utopia. I think we both love seeing Naima's green's exhibition because she actually went to barnard so we had a very personal connection to the artist even though we don't know her yeah and it was so exciting to see her work exhibited at such an important museum i agree but she does
0: a lot of portraits and shoots a lot around brooklyn i thought it was cool to see like familiar spaces and it was very contemporary she like documents her day-to-day life and for example like one of her works was just a list of the tabs she had open on her phone on like a certain day which Mm -hmm. i thought was funny because sometimes i also look at what I have open on my phone um like the searches in it's like, always Safari. fun to go back yeah. and see so I thought that was cool and I think you liked one of like a woman laying in bed with her phone right yeah Yeah. because it
1: just it was so relatable like Mm -hmm. I think I also lay in bed on my phone in the morning yeah and I was like that could be me exactly but
0: yeah she also does a lot of like LGBTQ work and showcases lots of like LGBTQ couples and things like that and I thought it was a very cool show
1: and then the second exhibition the one by Cooper and Gorfer also shows portraits but in a much different manner these portraits are really vivid photographs of young women who have been forced to uproot their lives Mm
0: -hmm. and the they were like photographed like goddesses almost inside surrealist inspired sets. And like Paige said, they're very vivid. So I thought the photographs were amazing, but the stories were really sad. And like the vividness of the photographs does not match like the sadness of the story. So it just like felt like the photographs meant like hope and just like looking at life, like going forward because they deal with, um they deal with things like, one girl who was from Kenya and she was forced into an arranged marriage, marriage, and then she was like basically shipped to Sweden. And it's just her story about how she
1: was able to like divorce and start a new life in Sweden. But it's just really sad. And the colors and the texture of the images mm-hmm. feel so luxurious and so unbelievable. It, they almost don't look like photographs. Yeah, that you would never mm-hmm. guess how dark the stories are behind. Exactly.
0: Them. No, that was my point. It's just like crazy because they they look like models like you said they some of really them, do some of them were like ballerinas mm-hmm. and you compare them to the guy like when we were there and yes it's just like very pretty and nice and then you read the stories
1: and they're so sad so that's why i feel like the photographs are just like very hopeful i completely agree and then lastly on the second floor as we worked our way down and you have to take the stairs right oh, now yes. <laughs> because of covid they're like restricting elevator and, usage mm-hmm. which is so fair but it is a walk <laughs> We saw a really important show that was perhaps the hardest to digest and Anna booked the tickets, but I think you mentioned that there's even a warning.
0: Yes, when you book the tickets, there is a warning telling you that the images in that show are just like hard to digest and not appropriate for like everyone. So I thought that was interesting.
1: And the show is by Andre Serrano. Mm -hmm. And it's titled Infamous, and it's a visual exploration of the long history of deeply rooted racism in the United States.
0: Yeah, so the exhibition showcases over 30 photographs of racist artifacts, and they are very, very shocking, especially because they're not only photographs from the past, but contemporary ones as well. So for context, when you enter the room, the first photograph you see is there are two photographs of a torn American flag, Mm -hmm. and then like the one that like confronts you (laughs) on like the main wall is like a receipt for the purchase of us 12 year old slave in like 1870 or something like that so it's just extremely sad and hard to look at but then there are also lots of photographs of mammy figures and just like how minorities were used in like advertisement and things yes. like that
1: and I feel like that has been such a hot topic recently yes. so it felt very yeah
0: with that we also talked about on Jemima and like yes the Betty Sarr show and how Betty Sar is like reappropriating that imagery mm-hmm. but
1: Mm -hmm. And the show really sheds light on how deep-rooted racism is. And I thought the artist's choice of music was so interesting because Southern folk songs are playing in the background Mm -hmm. and it really becomes a part of the show and sets the atmosphere. Yes. And then the show ends with two photographs, one of Jeffrey Epstein and one of Donald Trump displayed side by side, which is obviously a huge statement and brings the exhibition full circle. Yeah, I loved
0: this exhibition. I thought it was very well done and the photographs are obviously like very well taken, Mm -hmm. but it is super hard to just process and very shocking to see. Like they had a photograph of a KKK award for lynching and just things like that that you forget Happened and are part of American history and that are still happening now.
1: I also think it brings up the point of how recent these things are, exactly. which is crazy to think no. about.
0: I think th- there were like things from like 1930, which seems like a long time ago, but it is like very recent history. The fact that that racism still shows today is just very sad.
1: Yes. So I think that was it for our visit. We highly recommend everyone in New York go and see these exhibitions. You can buy tickets online. We'll include a link in the episode description. And they're all so different, but each one is so important in its own way. Mm -hmm. And I also think you can go to Fotografiska because there's a store and a little cafe on the ground level and Mm -hmm. you can walk around and see the space because the space itself is worth a visit.
0: Yes, and they actually have a restaurant, I think, on the second floor that we didn't get to see, sadly or eat at, sadly, because it's closed. It's called Veronica and it's supposed to be really, really good. So we're looking forward to that reopening and like visiting the space again. Definitely, we'll be back. Yes, and like we said at the beginning of the episode, we only went out to dinner once this week. So our restaurant highlight will be that restaurant. (laughs) Um, We went to La Grande Boucherie in Midtown and I think it's the best outdoor like seating it we've had in New York
1: was so warm. <laughs> I was not prepared. We took yes. our jackets off mm-hmm. because it's in Midtown. The restaurant is situated between two buildings. Yes. And a- walkway as uh-huh. you would call it but it has a ceiling like a real ceiling. there's a roof over your head and heaters Yes, so it was like being in a heated room
0: yeah and like there are two walls in between because it's like the two buildings so the right. only like opening is like the entrance to the two buildings I don't know it's very weird but it was very nice to feel like we were eating indoors and be, actually be able to take off your jacket
1: I forgot what it was like to not have to eat dinner in my massive puffy jacket yes <laughs> So that's it for today. We look forward to
0: Thursday and Friday this week because we have a very exciting interview dropping on Friday. Yeah,
1: so stay tuned.
0: And follow us at Curated Chatter on Instagram if you haven't done so yet.
1: Bye. Thank you.